Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. This year, my family came out to Palm Desert to celebrate Christmas. My mom and my two sisters and their families. We exchanged gifts and ate dinner and talked. My mom and two sisters and I played 500. Does anyone know 500? Sure. Sure. Okay. I bet you from you're from the Midwest because <laughs> I yeah I think it's from my mom. <laughs> My mom grew up in Iowa, and she learned it as a kid, and she taught it to us as kids. I actually don't even remember when I learned to play it, but we played 500. The kids made a movie directed by my eight-year-old nephew, Robert, with an iPhone and homemade props and various rooms in my house as the set. As I understand it, it's an espionage action drama. <laughs> my nieces... Gracie, who's nine, who's 12, and Annie, who's nine, stayed with me a few extra days in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Gracie is very into the Lord of the Rings right now, which is lovely because I'm very into the Lord of the Rings. We watched all three movies in about two and a half days. My dad, who's gone home to glory, was also a fan of the Lord of the Rings. And there's a particular scene at the end of the book and film series that he could never describe without tearing up. Heroes Frodo and Sam are climbing Mount Doom, about to fulfill their quest to destroy the Ring of Power and defeat evil. And Frodo, who's been carrying the ring, stumbles and falls, exhausted from their journey, unable to continue. And Sam leans over him and says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he picks up his friend and puts him on his back and carries him up that mountain. We are not meant to carry our burdens alone. We are meant to be there for each other. We are meant to be in meaningful and lasting relationships. We are meant for beloved community. The beloved community was a frequent theme in the speeches and sermons of Martin Luther King Jr., whose work for justice and peace we celebrate tomorrow. In a speech he gave in 1957, he addressed the reason for this work. But the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of the beloved community. It is this type of spirit and this type of love that can transform opposers into friends. The type of love that I stress here is agape which is understanding goodwill for all humans. It is an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. 
It is the love of God working in the lives of humans. As the Gospel of John recounts, one of the very first things Jesus did in his public ministry was form a beloved community of disciples to follow him, to spend quality time with him, to learn from him how to be like him. Jesus calls his first disciples very shortly after he is baptized by John, the Baptist, not the author of this gospel. John the Baptist is baptizing people in the Jordan River for the repentance of sins. John calls on his listeners to repent, change their hearts and minds, turn around and go in a different direction in the gracious presence of God. John has also been rebuking the religious and political authorities for their immorality and their hypocrisy. And John has gathered a large following. John the Baptist had disciples. And it is to these disciples that John recounts that extraordinary moment when he baptized Jesus. John saw God, the Holy Spirit, descend from heaven like a dove and remain on Jesus. And John heard God the Father say that Jesus is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John testifies that Jesus is the Son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Savior of the universe who has freed us from death forever and given us eternal and abundant life. As I shared last week on baptism of our Lord Sunday, the baptism of Jesus reveals the relationship of the Trinity, that God in God's self is a beloved community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, three persons who love each other forever. God is God alone, but even God is never alone. God is relational and desires relationship, and we are made in the image of God. God, our creator, redeemer, sustainer, made us from and for and to love, to enjoy God's company and the company of our fellow human beings, to celebrate and appreciate all that the Lord has made, to share life together, to be in beloved community. As C.S. Lewis writes in his book, Letters to Malcolm, throwing parties, playing games, dancing, leisurely strolls, creating something just for the fun of it, and all those things that might seem frivolous in this life on earth are very likely what we'll spend all our time doing in the life to come. Joy Lewis writes, is the serious business of heaven. Jesus came to earth to show us what heaven is like. And so when John the Baptist is standing with two of his disciples and he sees Jesus, he says, Behold, look, see the Savior. And those two disciples leave John the Baptist and follow Jesus. One of them is Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, 
And the other is not named, but he might have been John, the author of this gospel. Picture the two of them trailing after Jesus when Jesus turns and says to them, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? And they respond by calling Jesus rabbi, which means teacher. And then they ask him, where are you staying? They are fishing for an invitation to hang out with Jesus. Imagine there's a group of co-workers just breaking for lunch, and one of them says to the other, so where are you eating? And Jesus responds, come and see. Invitation extended. An invitation Andrew very quickly extends to his brother, Simon Peter. And this is something Andrew will do throughout the Gospel of John, bringing people to Jesus. It is Andrew who brings to Jesus the boy with five loaves of bread and two fish, a lunch that Jesus will use to feed thousands of people. And it's Andrew and Philip who are approached by some Gentile seekers who want to see Jesus toward the end of Jesus' public ministry. And when Andrew brings his brother Simon to Jesus, Jesus says to him, you will be Cephas. In Aramaic. In Greek, it's Peter, and it means rock. Simon in Hebrew means to hear or to listen. Throughout Scripture, when God gives someone a new name, it's an indication that the Lord has called them to do his life-giving work, to speak his life-giving word. Abram became Abraham, Sarai became Sarah, Saul became Paul, and Simon becomes Peter, who became the leader of the early church. Now, Jesus could have gone directly to Andrew, but he didn't. He revealed himself to John the Baptist, who pointed Jesus out to Andrew. Jesus could have gone directly to Peter, but he didn't. He called Andrew to come and see, and Andrew went and brought Peter to Jesus. Jesus could have gone directly to all of the people who were taught and healed by Peter and Andrew and the other apostles, but he didn't. He sent them out to do so in his name. Apostle is the Greek word apostolos, messenger. It means to be sent forth. Jesus is God incarnate. He certainly didn't need one disciple to call other disciples. He could have shared his message all on his own. He could have done his ministry all on his own. But he didn't. Even Jesus didn't go it alone. Why should we think we can? Jesus called disciples who called other disciples. And Jesus invited his disciples to participate in his ministry during his time on earth. And he entrusted his ministry to them, to us, when he ascended into heaven. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. As the Father sent me, so I send you. 
Jesus embodies the open invitation into beloved community through beloved community that has been open to all people in all times, in all places, always. In Isaiah 49, the prophet Isaiah speaks of his calling and the calling of the people of Israel and the calling of anyone who serves the Lord to share the goodness of God beyond our immediate social circles so that the Lord's salvation may be known to the ends of the earth. In Psalm 40, the psalmist offers that prophetic response to the Lord's call, here I am, and proclaims that he loves to do God's will and declares that he has not failed to speak of the Lord's faithfulness and steadfast love and salvation. And in 1 Corinthians 1, the Apostle Paul and his co-worker in Christ, Sosinethus, greets all the saints in Corinth. The Apostle Paul writes to a particular group of people in a particular place at a particular time. If he wrote to us today, he might say to the saints at St. John's, And he continues, to everyone everywhere who calls on the name of the Lord. And then Paul affirms that we have been given the gifts and the strength and the grace to make Christ known to others. God loves And Jesus came to save, and the Holy Spirit is working to restore each and every human being and the whole creation. And God calls particular people in particular times and particular places to speak and act for him, to speak his life-giving word, to do his life-giving work. God is relational, and God works in and through human relationships. As missionary Leslie Newbingen puts it in his book, The Open Secret, election is not the grace of Christ only for a select few who will get into heaven. Election is the gift of knowing the grace of Christ and sharing it with everyone. Being invited into beloved community, we are to invite others into beloved community as well. My family attended the Fillmore First Assembly of God when I was young because Cheryl Foster, a neighbor up the street to whom my mom sold Avon, invited us to church. Years later, a co-worker of my sister Stephanie invited her to Ascension Lutheran Church, and she invited my parents, and they all invited me. Years later, I was invited by this congregation to serve as your pastor. Who first invited you into the beloved community of Jesus? Who have you invited? 
Who is God calling you to invite to St. John's today, this week, in the weeks ahead? In the words of Martin Luther, the namesake of Martin Luther King Jr., surely we are named after Christ, not because he is absent from us, but because he dwells within us. That is, because we believe in him and our Christs, one to another, and do to others as Christ has done to us. May you ever more closely follow Jesus and continue to point others to, point others to him. May you foster meaningful and lasting relationships in your family, with your friends, in our community of faith. May you live into the blessed reality of the beloved community of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.